the Spring Podcast. I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the Spring. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Spring. Uh, my name is Roger. I'm one of the worship leaders here, and I just want to welcome you this morning. And also, I want to point out in your bulletin, we do have an attendance card, if you could fill out that with all the information that you feel comfortable sharing. It just helps you get connected and helps know us know who was with us this morning. So if you would stand and join us. Just like we do in Reynolds Hall. Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, You are my portion, you are my hiding place. Oh, I believe you are the way, the truth, the life. Oh, I believe you are the way, the truth. can't 
Gracious God, as we come this day to worship you, we ask that you bless us, that as you pour your Holy Spirit out upon us, Lord, that we could hear your words, that we could be changed by you, that we could go out into the world and share our great love of you with all that we meet. In your loving name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Good morning. I got to tell you something before we get into the scripture reading. We've added a song to the end of worship. Isn't that exciting? I can feel your excitement. I'm excited about it. Um, Brent and I decided that you would rather hear the band than me at the end. And so um, they're going to sing another song. So that, that's going to be during the tithes and offerings. So you're just going to flow with it and go with it today. You can do that, right? You all are like that. Good. Um, the scripture today comes from Luke chapter 14, and we're going to do verse 1, and then we're going to jump to 7 to 14, and this talks about hospitality. So if you'll follow with me today. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. 
When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited you both will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all of the other guests. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then Jesus said to the host, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or your sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, as you have poured out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, Lord, we ask that you bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts to be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Well, so has it ever happened to you that you have been invited uh, to somebody's house for dinner and they serve something that you absolutely do not want to eat? Anybody? Well, I want to tell you a story about when that happened to me. When we were in Mozambique, um, they would do these beautiful, wonderful spreads for us. Um, and each town that we went to, and we sort of traveled north up the coast of Mozambique, and we would stop at these different places. And every place, they would just give us this feast, right? And they, it was like a three-course meal. And the first course was soup. They eat a lot of soup there. So that was interesting to me. And um, it was probably the second or third night that I realized what the soup was. Um, that I had been eating. Any of you all ever had chicken heart soup? Anybody? Does it sound good to you? Yeah, it was not good. Um, I couldn't get over, you know, seeing the actual hearts in there. Well, um, and it was one of those moments where <laughs> what do you do, right? In this moment, do you eat the chicken heart or do you uh, turn it away? One of the things that I realized is that every place that we went to and every meal that we had, they would do these feasts, right? And we were eating more in one meal than our hosts were eating all day. Okay? And so the, just the weight of that sort of sank on me. They were giving us more food in one meal than they were eating all day. And they were doing this as an honor to us, to share with us. Now, in Mozambique, they don't waste any part of the chicken or of any of the animals because food is, is um, so, uh, it's worth so much there, right? Because when you don't have food, they know what that's like and they know what starvation is like. And so they use every part of every single animal somehow in their cuisine. And so what I learned to do, um, and for better or worse, uh, for myself was that I would jump up and start helping ladle the soup out to everybody, and by the time it got to me, it was gone. That's right, your pastor, smart girl. 
you're welcome for that. Um, nobody was the wiser that I was trying not to get sick looking at those chicken hearts. But it was out of love that, that uh, our, our host did this for us. So maybe you've never had um, chicken heart soup. Uh, maybe you've never had something like that. But I'm sure you've been uh, to a house and, and something like that where someone has tried to offer you something and you think, oh, dear baby Jesus, how am I going to do this, right? How are you going to get through that? Well, today we're going to talk about hospitality, and you should be so glad that you came to church today. Just pat yourself on the back, because I'm going to explain to you why hospitality is not just important to our church, but it's important to God. So go ahead, pat yourself on the back. You're so glad that you showed up today. Well, first I want to explain something to you, and I, I need a chair for this, and just so happens I have one. Okay. Now. In the Greco-Roman society and the culture, it was very important. They, meals were extremely important to them. Um, and inviting people of honor and having people of honor show up to the meal, super important. I don't know if we necessarily do that now when we have parties, that we have to invite the most, um, you know, talked about people or whatever. Maybe we do that a little bit. But um, so I want you to imagine this because I'm going to try to explain this culture to you because it's different than our culture. Okay, so they would have seating charts of where people uh, should be uh, uh, seated, right? And when Jesus comes in this story, in this, um, in Luke, he goes to this prominent Pharisee's house, right? And all the people are, are jockeying for position to sit at the honored seat. Now who in our church would have the honored seat? You know, I was trying to think about this um, without completely embarrassing people. I don't know how to, 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 say, to say that, but, um, you know, who, who here in our, in our church would we look to and say, this is the honored seat? Well, not necessarily the pastor. Maybe it's uh, somebody who does a lot of work at the church or who does things. Whoever that person is, maybe, maybe we look at it other than the church. What if... Um, is there somebody in the world right now that you would love to have dinner with? Maybe somebody famous? I thought to myself, there is. I would love to have a meal with George Washington. Anybody else? George Washington? Yeah? Okay, so we're going to pretend that this is George. Wouldn't you want to have a meal with him? Gosh, founder of our country, first president. Amazing. He's sitting right there. You would want to sit by him, right? You would want to be near him at the meal. And it was also sort of like a, a, um, like a trade patronage kind of thing because um, then you could work out a deal, right? You know, George and I are going to talk about the cherry tree, right? Or we're going to talk about these different things or we're going to talk about, um, you know, whatever it is. That's, that's important. I want to talk to him about the television show Turn, whether or not he likes it. Because uh, his character in there, I think, is really great. But so what would happen in, in this society, in the Greco-Roman society, is that everyone would want to sit by this person. Okay? And when Jesus is at this meal, everybody is sort of jockeying their position to sit next to this person. And it's all about status, it's all about honor, and they live in this shame and honor sort of society. 
you know, to be honored was the highest, you know, thing that could happen to them. And to be shamed would be the lowest, right? And you would always want to be honored and you would never want to be shamed, right? So what would happen then in the story that he tells is if you go and you, you give yourself the, the most important seat in the house, right? And then somebody more important than you comes up and the host asks you to move. Now that's strange to us because we wouldn't do that necessarily. Um, but in Jesus's culture, it was all about this chair at the meal. So if somebody more important came in and the host didn't sit them here, then they would have shamed them. So they would have to move you because you were not as important. And so Jesus says to them, don't go after the highest chair. Don't try to be the most important. Don't jockey yourself for a position. What you need to do is have some humility. Now, humility was a virtue that was not valued in Jesus's time. And so he says this to them and they're like, why would I take the last seat? Why would I do this? That doesn't make any sense to me. I want to be up here in the most honored position. I don't want to be in the shameful position. I want to be in the most honored position. Now, it's weird for us because we live in a society where we don't have this kind of a seating arrangement, do we? We don't really have that, right? But in Jesus' culture, the honor and the shame and all of that, it was so imperative to who they are. And Jesus speaks to our own humility here. And he says it all the time. And he's saying it to the Pharisees. Because the Pharisees, you got a prominent Pharisee's house, right, having dinner. And they're all trying to get into that spot because they're all real important. Maybe you've been around people like that who want you to know how important they are. Yeah? Maybe we don't understand the honor and the shame culture, but we know the people who want us to know how important they are, right? Have you encountered that? Maybe it's somebody you work with, right? Maybe it's somebody you've encountered out at a restaurant somewhere or whatever. But Jesus speaks to this fabric of their culture and says, God doesn't value who's sitting in this chair. That's not what God is valuing. God is valuing your hospitality of letting other people sit in those chairs before you. And for the first century Christian, it was, why would you let someone else sit in your chair? Because you earned it. So Jesus uses um, this parable to explain how hospitality is important to God, how you let others go before you and welcome other people, not to think of yourself first, but to think of other people first. And in this culture, it was just mind-blowing to them. But then Jesus goes on and he speaks to the host in this story, right? He speaks to the Pharisee, the prominent Pharisee himself. And he says, you know, your job is not to sit there and only invite people who can repay you back. You're not to invite your friends or the rich people of the town or all the, you need to invite the poor and the lame and you need to invite the blind 
and you need to invite those who cannot repay you to your meal. And you have to think about that again because it was all about who was coming to dinner. And for Jesus to say, the important people, that's not what God wants you to do. God wants you to invite those who cannot repay you. Because then you've truly given them something. You've given them um, a gift. Jesus calls for inclusion of all people. And it shocked me. Jesus does this actually throughout his whole ministry. And our culture is different now, and it's hard for us to necessarily understand, especially being in the Midwest. I think hospitality is something that we do pretty well in the Midwest. Would you all agree? Yeah? I mean, we try to make other people feel welcome and feel comfortable, right? Um, and it doesn't necessarily matter um, their status or their role or where they live or what, how important they are. We, as, um, especially as Midwesterners, we want to feel like we welcome people, right? And we're nice to those people. But in Jesus's culture, it's totally different. It was all about who was the most important person in the room. And if you weren't that one person who was the most important person in the room, then you were nothing, right? And Jesus says to the Pharisees, and he says to us, that's not what we value. As Christians, we don't value you because you can give us something. You see, the heart of hospitality and the heart of this hospitality that is talked about in the New Testament and is talked about in the Old Testament too, the heart of it is the love that you have for God and how you share that love with others. That's the heart of, that's the heart and the core of hospitality. It's relationship. It's making other people feel worthy and loved, not because they've done something to earn it, but because you feel that love from God and you share that with everyone else. And that is hospitality, sharing that love of God to everyone else. Now, I remember um, when I first started in ministry about 14 years ago, hospitality, radical hospitality, maybe you've heard that term, that was like one of the key things that our conference was doing. And I remember going to a conference to learn how to be hospitable. Yeah? Isn't that exciting? Did any of you take any of those trainings? Oh, yeah, Sandy, you did? Okay. So I went to this conference. I can't even remember where it was. Um, and I can't even remember what church it was at, but I want to tell you what happened when we got there. So I'm at this humongous church. I mean, it is huge. And you walk in, and this is before coffee bars were the thing. Okay? Before coffee bars were the thing in churches. And this church had a coffee bar. Whoa. They had this cart that was sitting out in the middle here um, of, of their lobby that had 15 different kinds of coffee creamers. Now, if you know me, you know the way to my heart is coffee creamer just so you know. And so I remember going up there and thinking, oh my goodness, I have arrived. I want to get appointed to this church. Like, what do I have to do to go here? And not only that, but hey, dads, who here, not just dads, moms too, who here likes football? 
you like watching the Chiefs? They had these huge screens, these humongous screens, so dads could sit in the lobby and watch their football game while their wives were in the church worshiping. I'm not kidding. This is a real thing. How many of you would bring people to church to watch football? I don't think it went over that well, but they had it. And it was hospitality. And so they marked that off the list and they were done. Okay, so I got to tell you. Hospitality is not about coffee creams. It's so upsetting to me because I feel like it should be. But hospitality is not about coffee creams. And hospitality is not about having big, huge TVs to watch a football game. Hospitality the kind of hospitality that Jesus talks about is about relationship. Amen? It's about relationship. It's about when somebody walks through the door that you welcome them and you make them feel loved and you share your life with them. And not even just people who walk through the door, but people that you know um, in this community, that, that you invite them to your houses and have meals with them. Not because they're going to repay you, not because you're getting anything out of it, but because it's the love of God that you have in your life that you want to share your life with other people. That's what true hospitality is. And true hospitality is welcoming people who are different than us. True hospitality is about welcoming people who are different than us. And in our society today, we need that. So who is different? Maybe it's uh, an immigrant. Maybe it's someone who doesn't speak your language. Maybe uh, for you, it's somebody who's in a different political party. I mean, come on now. You know I'm right. And loving them anyway, even though they don't have the same views or values that you have. That's what God is calling us to do. Or, or somebody who has a completely different um, social, economic situation than what you do. And not turning away from them, but welcoming them and sharing your life with them. This is what God calls us to do with hospitality. Not because that's going to get people in the pews, but because it's who we are as Christians. Because God loves us exactly who we are. Right? And we are to love other people that same way. And so instead of trying to get to that seat of honor and to only invite the important people, Jesus says, no, no, no. Invite everybody. Invite everybody. Invite everybody. So what can you do? How can you take this um, today and, and show hospitality? How can you do that? Well, I want to share with you a scripture from um, Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 2, that I think is really important. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Don't forget to show hospitality or love, right, to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. So our job is to reach out 
and to share that love of God, that hospitality with everyone that we meet. So who are the least and the last and the lost in our culture? Those are the people that God is sending us to to share this hospitality with. And also, when you walk through this door, keep your eyes open because there are people here who need your hospitality, who need your love, who need you to welcome them. And you know, next week we're doing the blessing of the backpacks, right? For uh, the community. And we've invited a lot of people from the community to come in. Next week, both services are going to have a lot, a lot of people in them. And your job is to show them love. And I know you can do it because I've experienced it. I know you can do this. It's a challenge that I know you can take. So remember that as you walk out into the world, as you go out into the lobby of our church, that you open your eyes, that you show that love, that hospitality of Jesus Christ. Will you all pray with me? Good and gracious God, Lord, we thank you so much for all that you have given us this day. Help us to follow you. Help us to welcome other people. Help us to welcome those who are different than us. Help us to open our eyes and to share your love with everyone that we meet. And help us, Lord, even in the midst of this crazy um, culture that we live in, that we would choose not the most important place, but we would choose the place of humility. That we would let others go before ourselves. In your awesome name we pray. Amen.
gracious God, thank you for your reckless love. Help us to show that love to all who we meet. In your awesome name we pray. Amen. Enjoying this week's message? Please consider giving to our ministry and helping us continue the work of Jesus Christ by making a contribution. Go to esmethodist.com on your computer or smartphone and click on the Giving and Service tab. So go forth with the love of Jesus Christ. Thanks for staying a little over today and um, blessings to you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast of The Spring. Tune in every Sunday evening for the next rejuvenating podcast of music and messages from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. God bless you and have a great day.